Want to do a quick commercial here for our friends at Daxco. That is D-A-X-K-O. Owners of Club Automation, CSI Spectrum, MotionSoft, BFP Next. These software platforms go beyond the current club software and provide best-in-breed solutions to the Halo sector. They wake up every day. They're thinking about your fitness community. They're trying to enhance your member experiences, the facility, easy-to-use software for the staff. If you're looking to change your software, if you're looking to get ahead, if you're looking to get to the next level in the Halo sector and win, do me a favor. Go to info.clubautomation.com forward slash the experience. That is forward slash the experience. Pete Moore, Petey Mo, checking out. And now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. This is Pete Moore on Halo Talks NYC. On this episode, we're going to talk about healthy fats, healthy salads, and avocado toast. Welcome to the show, Alessandro and Francesco from Avocadoria. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much. We're excited to be here. Thank you. Awesome. So you guys are uh, based in New York. Uh, delivering food to all of us uh, New Yorkers through the pandemic. So I just want to say thank you. Uh, why don't you talk about, you know, starting a restaurant in uh, New York City and uh, your backgrounds that uh, maybe weren't necessarily sequentially designed to be restaurateurs, but here you are and you're on your fourth location. Yes, definitely a very unusual uh, sort of path to hospitality and restaurants because Francesco and I actually met in college in Milan and we studied finance together. Um, and uh, I actually started my career in finance, then did a bit of consulting and specialized uh, ultimately in tech. And Francesco also worked in tech and business intelligence for, for a few years. But, uh, you know, I would say we both share the same passion for, for restaurants and hospitality. And so when I was living in Seattle, working at a different company, I had this idea for, uh, for Avocaderia because I realized that it was really hard to find uh, healthy food that was also really satisfying. You know, they would not, would not leave me hungry, would not leave me, you know, hunting for um, like uh, unhealthy snacks that then would keep me, you know, sort of like full, full for the day. And so I started playing with the, the idea of creating a really delicious uh, avocado-based salads and, and dishes and shared that with Francesco, who was living in Mexico, so in the country of avocados and so together we decided to to get started with, the, with this concept because ultimately we realized that there is a, a segment potentially that what we, we like to call a healthy comfort uh where you know you, you're able to serve food that is really good for you but it's also enriched with this uh, type of uh, healthy fats uh, which could be you know avocado could be burrata cheese can be almonds like goat cheese and so on and so forth um, they make the meal extremely satisfying uh, enjoyable and leaves you full for the day. So our our whole idea is that if we're able to get people, you know, more people to try and eat better because it's a little more comfort, then we get more communities to eat better food overall. Gotcha. And Francesco, talk about uh, you know your background and uh, why you agreed to partner with uh, with Alessandro. <laughs> yeah, sure. So we, um, as Alessandro mentioned, we both uh, studied finance in college. And um, after I graduated, I moved to Mexico to work in um, tech. 
slash e-commerce. I was doing all the business intelligence and data analysis um, for this German company called Rocket Internet. And uh, I spent several years there. And of course, I started to eat avocado every single day because uh, as you may know, in Europe, avocado is not uh, big. It's starting to become bigger, bigger now. But like back in uh, 2013, there was barely any, any avocado. And uh, when I came to Mexico, I started to eat it uh, pretty much every day in the morning with smoothies. And then at lunch, you know, it's like the, the butter for, uh, for the French, the avocados for the Mexicans. And uh, when Alessandro uh, called me and came up with this idea of starting uh, an avocado-based uh, eatery in uh, in the U.S., I thought, I mean, this is perfect. You know, like I'm eating avocado every day. I cook it in a thousand different ways. And uh, it's really something that I enjoy eating and I see every person loves avocado. And it's really hard to find something that's like healthy and tasty at the same time. Got it. So you, you guys funded the first... Uh two locations on your own. Uh, some entrepreneurs, you know, start businesses and go to friends and family. Um, you know, obviously that adds another layer of stress, um, you know, to basically do an experiment. Um, so did you do a lot of market research? Did you have a consultant? Did you kind of know, all right, for this type of concept to work, here's where my rent needs to be as a percentage of revenue. Kind of talk through what you already knew and then what types of people you spoke to and the reason why, you know, maybe you said, hey, this is our first thing. Like we can go get money from other people, but let's just test this on our own. Because I think that's a, a decision point that entrepreneurs need to say, let me go all in and, and do the experiment myself. And then if we want to grow it, you know, people can see it. Yeah. So I, I, I think... Uh... Not having the restaurant hospitality background actually helped us because we didn't know what we were doing in a certain way. <laughs> and so we could actually apply a lot of knowledge from the other uh, fields, you know, that we, we worked with before. And so our initial idea was to create an MVP, which is a very usually a tech word for a minimum viable product uh, of a restaurant. And so uh, we, you know, we opened the Instagram account and started reposting pictures of, uh, you know, recipes, uh, like really healthy, delicious recipes using avocados and, you know, saying avocaderia. World first avocado bar coming soon to New York, even though the soon was very indefinite because I was in Seattle, Francisco was in Mexico City. So it was like, you know, we'll, we'll eventually make it there. But that really helped us sort of like start to create, to start creating a community around the idea because people got really excited. We started getting some, uh, you know, organic press uh, out of it and ultimately we realized people were really into the idea and so we you know we got more and more convinced about the fact that there was an opportunity to build a concept like this and that we could have a positive impact on uh, on, on, on the community that we were targeting um, and finally you know we spoke to a lot of uh, food entrepreneurs uh, especially in new york that sort of does the numbers in the right place so as you mentioned, like, you know, the ratio, the, the rent versus sales and, you know, where to find the, the first hires and so on and so forth. And then again, I think a lot of, a lot of it was also our uh, ignorance in a way <laughs> in the field that sort of like made everything possible. Like uh, it wasn't, when you don't know if something, you just do it in a way, right. you know? And now I think that we know a lot more, it's actually harder. <laughs> now now <laughs> for all we, of our listeners, you know, avocado is a fruit not a vegetable. Um, have you had any, uh, uh, you know, contentious, uh, 
you know, patrons saying, you know, we need to move this into the, you know, different to the vegetable group and, and, and then I'll let you put it on any salad. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. And as you can say, it's just it's smoothies, it's sandwiches. We have these delicious brioche buns. Um, but yeah, it is true that, you know, at the end of the day, what we have are salads and bowls because uh, we wanted to build a business from the beginning that would enable us to create a habit, you know, in the mind of people. So like, what can we, you know, fuel your days with when you, when you only have 30 minutes break for lunch? And you want to keep going the rest of the day, feeling good, feeling satisfied, and and without falling asleep because you hate too heavily, <laughs> and so on. And so that's how that's how we developed the menu as well as who uh, who came up with the uh, the actual ingredients, the menus. You know, who was your first chef? Is one of you guys? So um, we we started as three partner, and the the third partner is the one that helped us shape the initial menu. His name is Alberto. And he's based in Italy, but uh, he comes from time to time to uh, to New York to to help us like boost the menu with like new ideas. And he's actually here this week, but um, we uh, started with a menu that was um, very uh, limited in a way because we wanted to try out and test more. And as we evolve uh, with the, with the offering, we move uh, definitely more towards salads and bowls because. Ultimately, that's what uh, our self would eat like four out of five days. And uh, we see that this is the trend that people uh, want because uh, salt and bowl are uh, very much a Monday to, to Friday uh, item that uh, every um, person eats. And then during the weekend, we try to like uh, have a different offering to play a bit more. So we have uh, these brunch buns that we just launched. Uh, we are working on more uh, branch uh, targeted menu because the weekend you you want to indulge a bit more. So that's <laughs> that's kind of the of the trajectory that we are taking right now. And of course, every season we includes uh, seasonal ingredients. Uh, right now we have uh, asparagus on the menu that is like hyper uh, seasonal in New York. It's just available for like a couple of months. So we we pay a lot of attention on what's available, what's available nearby, and what's the, the ingredients with the best flavor. When you started the business, did both of you guys basically live in the store? <laughs> <laughs> Still up to this day. Yeah. <laughs> I think the first year was probably uh, 14 hours a day, seven days a week for like 360 days. That's, that's a fact. But as we, as we developed the team and we developed the business, it was... Still a lot of work, but less and less work in the in the physical store. So let me ask you a question. You know, as the pandemic hit, you're basically relying on delivery. You guys seem like pretty personable guys. You know, people come in, you want them to have a good meal, but you also want them to have a good experience. So how did you kind of feel about we're creating this, this, this place, this ambiance? You're going to eat here. You're going to enjoy it. And now it's like, all right, I'm basically in the delivery and supply, you know, we'll make it look nice, but it's going on a bike yeah. in the back of some guy's, uh, you know, uh, box and he's going to just tear up the streets and try and get it there, you know, in some format that might not have it turned upside down. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, I think, first of all, is a design uh, uh, project uh, when it comes to ensuring that the menu travels well. So that's one other reason why we decided to really focus on the salads and bowls, 
is because uh, th those type of dishes travel really well. And uh, we also serve them with the dressing on the side to avoid you know, the salads to get soggy and so that you can decide your, your amount of dressing. And then it's about really trying to transform that hospitality feeling to, to the delivery experience. So we had uh, you know, handwritten notes, uh, our, our like custom stickers, we have uh, uh, funny napkins with some you know, sentences on top. So we try to bring the, the brand uh, to your home in a way, um, while first of all ensuring that the quality of the food is the best one you know that can be that you can receive, even though you you might be eating it like uh, 45 minutes after you order it, you know, or 45 minutes after you you know the food is being prepared because maybe it takes quite some time to deliver it. And so, I think it all first starts with engineering the menu in the right way. And Francesco, who's currently you know working on the culinary side. Uh, sort of did a lot of tests in that in that sense. So we started started by sending it to all our friends all around town, uh, you know, and uh, and get their feedback, and uh, and then once that's there, then it's about really moving that personal experience to the to to your place. So adding you know personalized notes, and then one thing that we do is we we send uh, an automated uh, uh, feedback SMS. Uh, which is, you know, sent by me, where I ask the like, how, how did I enjoy the food, and I recommend a couple of songs for them to enjoy the food with, and uh, and so on and so forth. So there's a little, like a lot of little things can you know, can be developed, and I think there's a lot more, you know, potentially that we can we can play with. But uh, yeah, I think it's been delivery is definitely like a big part of, of the business right now, and it's gonna keep you know growing so definitely it's about us uh, to embrace it yeah now as you think about um companies bringing employees back to work um you know having uh, a pizza party you know that might be uh you know a thing of the past so how have you kind of angled your way either on the catering side or you know group meetings and, and said look you know bring us in here and it's not just great food but you're also kind of making a statement that you know we're a healthy living company or a halo company. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I think uh, catering and, you know, we've been working a lot uh, in the last uh, couple of months on, on the catering because as you said, a lot of people are actually incentivizing, you know, their workers to come back to work by offering uh, uh, free delicious meals. And so, you know, we, we kept developing the, the, the offering in that direction. We have uh, uh, an offering that, you know, people, companies love, which is the build your own. Uh, which could be either build your own salads, so like you know we serve big trays of our premium vegetables and uh, uh, and proteins, you know, so so people can assemble their own bowls and salads uh, straight in the office, or the build your own uh, avocado toast as well, which is a breakfast kit. So you know we provide the bread, the avocado mash, and then a lot of fun toppings on top. So it's a, it's actually a new type of offering that we haven't seen, you know, uh, in in, uh, in in other restaurants. So I think uh, it. it the, the way I see it is definitely a benefit, a huge benefit, you know, when, when companies are providing a healthy meal, you know, to their, to their employees. And uh, the feedback so far that we got is great. And that's why, you know, we have a, a really high uh, return rate of, of guests, both for, uh, for in-store ordering and for caterings. So you guys are both finance guys. Um, so you put this concept into an Excel model. You make a prototype. <laughs> you say, we're going to do... Eight stores a year. Here's the prototype. Multiply it through. Bah, bah, bah. Here's my IRR on this deal. Um, 
when did it hit you like, wow, this Excel model is really easy and actually executed on it is hard work. <laughs> Day one. Day one. Day one. Day one. <laughs> the first real estate space that we we saw in uh, in the city when we asked for uh, additional information, we called the broker and the first question was, um, are you guys American? No. Do you guys have a green card or a visa? No. Okay. It's, probably going to take between 12 and 18 months security deposit. So if you are looking at something with a rent of 25K a month, uh, that's your starting budget just for the deposit. So it was, uh, it was pretty uh, clear that we needed to find an alternative plan. And uh, we, we started to kind of uh, explore the, the full city. And that's uh, how we ended up with the first a uh, story here in, uh, in University City in Sunset Park, where we we found a, a very collaborative landlord that helped us and like really believed in us and the project, and that was what like really uh, got us to to start uh, on uh, probably the best possible way we could have started with uh, with the project. So as you look at you know having four locations, kind of living through the pandemic. Um, you guys are both finance guys, so I'm assuming you've been um, not say tainted, but that success is, means big things, you know, and, and, and a lot of growth. And I sold my company for X, you know, but I had a miserable life in the process. Um, so how do you guys think about defining success? What kind of milestones do you have? Um, you, you guys grew up in other countries that have different, you know, cultures and maybe Enjoy life more in general, you know, versus the average American, you know, take a month off. Like nobody does that, right? But <laughs> you should. Um, so how do you think about defining success? Is it number of locations? Is it brand equity? Is it waking up every day and having opportunity and not stress? So how, how do you guys think about it? Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, and then Francisco, add whatever you, you feel, but like we discussed about, about that a bit. I think it's a, uh, it's a mix of a lot of a lot of elements. Like one thing that we're extremely proud of is the amount of you know people that we employ and the jobs that we created. I think this is a for me it's it's the, the best feeling. Like you know when when they say like uh, people you know work at Avocadia and I get to say like yeah you know, it's 30, 35, like wow I feel like it's great because we're providing uh, you know we're trying to to become the employer of choice in the hospitality industry, which is extremely challenging because. Uh, um, you know, you have to really rethink uh, the way you you build this, this job because uh, uh, hospitality is really really hard. Working in hospitality is really hard. Like uh, for a, for a, as a team member, you know, you get to work to work your ass off all day for a very low salary. So you, you have to really try to build the experience in a way that is not too heavy, that the salary is fair, that you you then can add certain benefits, you know, that um, that make sense and uh, and that are really appreciated. And and then of course. That's the base to build an internal growth process that would allow anyone to, that, that has the willing and the mindset to go from team member to GM in a, in a general manager in, in 18 months or something like that. So for me, that's something that really makes me really proud. And I measure success a lot based on, on the people that we that we hire, we're able to nurture and grow, and they can become the leaders for, for the future. Of course... This works well only if you, the, the whole company is growing. So, right. so then we open more locations, more stores, then we, we're going to be able to provide more opportunities and, and so on and so forth. And then I think as a base of that, you know, 
Francesco and I are best friends since college. So ultimately, it's true that is um, we definitely liked each other more when we were in college than now, uh, because working together. With, <laughs> but uh, but no, I mean it's uh, it's great to work to work with a friend. I think uh, it's uh, it's really sort of a, a big success in in a, in a way. Francesco, you want to opine on any of that or? Uh... No, yeah, I think it was interesting what you were mentioning at the beginning uh, because um, it is true that the, the work-life balance here in the U.S. is completely <laughs> different to what we have uh, we have in Italy. And it just came out a study a couple of days ago about the, the work-life balance ranking. And Italy is always uh, on the top three. Last year was number one, nine, 9.4 out of 10. And I think sometimes uh, we indulge a bit too much but um, at the same time, we we want to bring kind of this uh, aspect of the work-life balance in the U.S. mentality, and it's very uh, hard, especially in this industry. That's uh, why we are trying to like come up with idea and like brainstorm on how we can give our management, our team members, a bit better balance than uh, most of the of the other companies, and that's something that we. Uh, I think we really care. It's it's not an easy answer. It's not a straight answer, but we are doing as much as possible to make sure that we we can do the best for them. That's great. So uh, last question, as this growth continues in the health club industry, we talk about this all the time, that if you want to keep your employees and you want to grow them, you got to open up another location. There's nobody put the way to put this, the assistant manager or the, you know, next head of personal training. As you guys have looked at this, I love the fact that you're only in New York and you've got four locations here and you can get to everything. Some entrepreneurs come to us and say, I'm opening up two locations in New York, two in San Francisco, two in LA, two in Miami. It's like, you have no idea what those flights and what that you know does to you mentally and physically. Obviously it's been deliberate. Um, as you grow there's usually a, a point where you say, Hey, look, I got to bring in outside investors uh, because, you know, I'm not signing, you know, personal guarantees on leases and on debt financing, you know, I've proven it out and I know that it can scale. So how do you think about that as the next phase? And how do you think about, you know, letting someone into the boardroom where, you know, your best friends and now there's some random, <laughs> you know, guy or girl in the room saying like, Hey, let me tell you what I think. It's like, okay. <laughs> Let us make you money, but don't don't get in the middle of our, you know, our friendship. And uh, yeah. but we'll listen to you. How, how do you think about let, giving up some control for yeah. reducing the risk? I mean, I think it's uh, you know if, if we we approach this business from day one really with the mentality of building a, a big company, you know, like a lot of entrepreneurs that do. Uh, not everybody does that when it comes to restaurants. You know, sometimes you just want to have a restaurant because you choose that as a lifestyle choice. For us, uh, it was really about like how do we get as many people as possible around the world, around the you know the U.S. first, and then eventually <laughs> around the world to eat better, you know, to eat our food, and then uh, how do we employ the the highest uh, possible amount of people, you know, to work in a, in a good environment. So when you have that mentality. You know, uh, you definitely need you know that extra capital. You, you need to open your board to someone else, and I, I do think that the feet 
you know must be also not, not just like from a from a money perspective but it should be also on a, on a cultural perspective so we would want to find you know a partner that uh, sort of understands as well what really matters to us like those those elements that we mentioned about you know positively impacting like uh, communities with 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 the healthy comfort food and positive impacting community by providing really good jobs and i think there's a lot of people out there that I would be happy to um, to marry this type of mission and approach. And I think, you know, that's uh, in a way that's very exciting and it's a good opportunity for us. Like, you know, when when I think about, about growth, you know, we uh, clearly, Three Green is a, is a great company, you know, it's a great example of success of a company that's having not just a positive impact on, uh, you know, on the financial returns of their investors you know because they just went public for a three billion dollar valuation but also on a lot of like positive on communities and so on the same time sweet green right now only has 150 locations if you compare them to the big like fast food chains that's absolutely nothing like look at subway like look at uh, they have like 20,000 uh, uh, locations look at uh, you know mcdonald's like uh, i think they have like 13,000 taco bell 7,000 and chipotle which is you know you might say probably the the healthiest among the, the fast the fast uh, uh, option they already have 3,000 restaurants so you know even though salad chains, healthy restaurants have been growing fast lately, there's still so much uh, a niche. So there's a huge opportunity. There's a huge like market share to capture because uh, um, consumers are changing their habits and they are demanding for uh, better food. Uh, they're demanding for uh, brands that actually care more about them, about the community they're, they're part of and so on. They, they look for brands that offer that type of delivery food that is made for delivery, not just adapted to delivery in a way. Um, and, and I think that's where it becomes interesting to really create a, a win-win situation, both financially and, uh, and uh, in terms of responsibility, like of, of what, what we can do. So we would want to bring someone on board for sure, uh, I think as, an, as the next stage. And uh, we definitely want to focus more on New York, stage one. So we want to be, build a critical mass uh, in New York and reach maybe 10 locations in this market so that we can create a stronger network effect and have a, a really good uh, management team that would be able to really control sort of the dynamics of the of the market and that would free us also and enable us to go into the, say, closed markets because we wouldn't go to San Francisco next. We would go probably to Boston, Philadelphia or Washington, D.C. as the as as next destination for, uh, for our academia. Yeah, I tell you, real estate uh, broker to get a metro card, and if he gets off the metro card, uh, subway lines, you know, he gets electrocuted. They're like a dog yeah. collar. So <laughs> stay on the met, stay on the subway system. Uh, well, look, great work getting to where you guys are. Wish you uh, yeah. continued success. You are officially a Halo uh, restaurant tour. Boom, magic. <laughs> Thank stick. you. We'll get all the information <laughs> up. Uh, on the show notes here and uh you know make sure that all of our health club and studio enthusiasts are doing their uh do, doing their workout doing their workout recovery and you know loading up on on salad bars and avocados <laughs> awesome <laughs> great. Perfect. Right, great. Guys. that's great thank you so much for having us you guys thanks a lot awesome